thank you so much. The Lord is worthy of our praises. When we think of his goodness and his mercies towards us, we can't but worship him. We can't but praise him, especially for the kind of testimonies we heard this morning. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. God bless you. Very good. Good day, brethren. Today, we want to go into the word of God. It's going to be a teaching session. I want to talk about the two agendas. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We appreciate you. We thank you for another wonderful opportunity, Lord, to feed at thy table. Lord, I add that you speak through me, oh Lord, to all the hearers, to all the viewers. That your name, Lord, be glorified, will be enlightened, and will rededicate our life unto you, have a closer walk with you, and trust you the more for our divine protection, especially in times like this. Thank you, Lord, because you have heard and answered us in Jesus' precious name. Amen. The Lord is good. There are two agendas. I will expatiate more on the agenda, but before then, I want to sing a song. A song in the land of faithless day. If you know it, you can sing along. I just sing some stanzas. In the land of faithless day lies the city for square. It shall never pass away. And there is no night there. God shall wipe away our tears. There's no death, no pain, no fear. And they count no time by yet. For there is no night there. I'll just read the other stanza. All the gates of power are made in the city for square. All the streets with gold are laid, and there is no night there. And the gates shall never close to the city for square. There lies crystal river flows, and there's no night there. There they need no sunshine bright in that city for square. For the lamb is all the light, and there is no night there. Amen. I'm going to read from Revelation chapter 21, from verse 1 to 4. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. Verse 2. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride at dawn for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, 
and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Amen. That's God's agenda for the world. And for those who believe him in particular, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Amen. The old will pass away. This earth as it is will be restored, will be renovated, will be reconstituted. Everything will become new. New world. No, new heaven and new earth. That's what God has promised us. And Jesus said, behold, I go and prepare a place for you. So that where he is, there will be. So we are going to live with God forever in a land of faithless day. Where Jesus is the light. Amen. That's God's perfect plan for us. But you see, there is an enemy who tries to counterfeit God's plan. And that's the devil. That's Lucifer for you. And let's see what that enemy has in plan for the world. Not for us. 2 Thessalonians 2. 3 to 12. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 3 to 12. Are we there? Okay, I read. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 from verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God, all that is worship, so that he, as God seated in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's the enemy. You want to show that he's God. And this is something that Satan has been planning. And still planning. And we can see signs of this uh, one world government, one world religion coming up. Because Satan wants to rule the world. Remember even before Adam was ever created. That Satan had rebelled against God in heaven and was cast out. Cast out with the thought of the angels. In Revelation chapter 12, you will have a glimpse of what happened there. Satan was cast out. He wanted to be as God. He didn't stop there. In Genesis chapter 11, in the Tower of Babel, Satan also wanted to exalt himself and create a kind of religion, kind of religion called Babylon religion. Babylon is not a new word at all. It has been from of old. From that time, you know, God saw what they were doing. They wanted to go possibly to dethrone God again. And God said, no. He scattered their language. And that's how mankind scattered this way and that way. They couldn't achieve their purpose. 
Praise the Lord. When Jesus Christ started his ministry, Satan came up again. He didn't forget. He always wants to be worshipped. Satan, the devil, Lucifer, always wants to be worshipped. He told Jesus, he said, look, he took him to a pinnacle and said, look, with all the, can you see all these fine, fine buildings, tall, tall structures, beautiful structures, all these people, the riches, and all the natural endowments, I will give you if you worship me. Get behind me, Satan. Thou shalt worship only the Lord thy God. Amen. Jesus Christ resisted that temptation. Only God needs to be worshipped. So that's Satan for you. He's very stubborn. And we need to know his tricks and strategies. So he has not completely given up. At this end time, he wants to come up through a man. He wants to come up through a man and that man is the Antichrist. The man of sin. The little horn, as he's called. The king of fierce countenance, as he's also called. The priest that shall come. Daniel chapter 9, 26 to 27. It's called the son of perdition. That wicked one. You can see all oh, these are the titles of the Antichrist that is to come. It's the beast of Revelation chapter 13. Now, what's the meaning of Antichrist? Antichrist means against Christ, the anointed. One in opposition to Christ. You can see the opposition right from the beginning. One opposed to Christ. For some people, for, for the sake of some people who may also say that, oh, even in Bible days, they were talking about Antichrist. Why are you talking about Antichrist at this time? There were Antichrists, plural and singular, in the Bible times. As we can see in First uh, John chapter 2, verse 18. It says, little children... It is last time as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby ye know that it is the last time. That was even in Bible days. And then 1 John chapter 2 verse 22 says, And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, where, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. So in the time of the apostles, there was the Antichrist spirit. There were people who had that spirit and were going contrary to the doctrine of Christ, to the teachings of the apostles. They preached heresies and they made people you know to lose their faith in the true God. Also in 2 John chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For many deceivers are entered into the world and confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and antichrist. Like I said, for clarity of purpose, there were many antichrists at that time, and in history there are people who have come up that looked like the antichrist of Revelation chapter 13. But they never were the antichrist. There is a particular man that is going to arrive very soon. Very soon. It's already in the world. But it's not yet identified. You don't yet know him. 
And by the way, when he comes, you're not going to say, I am Antichrist. No. How is he going to come? He's going to come peaceably, deceitfully. He will promise the world peace, peace, peace. Before somebody can use that as a political campaign slogan, peace, 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 it means that there's be, there must be crisis in the world already. And we can see, we can see the crisis looming right now. And it's growing and it's growing. Economic crisis, religious crisis, political crisis everywhere. Insecurity everywhere. All these things will go worse. And it will warrant the rise of a man who will say, I want to give you peace. Particularly to the nation of Israel, I want you to live at peace with your neighbors and all that. And bring peace solution. Where prophetically, he will succeed for a while. To bring relative peace. But it will not be permanent peace. Amen? So that peace will not be long lasting. Because Jesus is the author of true peace. The peace they want to bring now is not the type of peace that God wants for us. And by the way, after the translation, the rapture, there's going to be the great tribulation. And at the great tribulation, towards the end, the Lord is going to judge the Antichrist system. And then he's going to establish the millennial reign. That is reign for 1,000 years on this planet Earth. And it will be a reign of peace. Why? Because Satan, Lucifer, the devil, will be bound. Will be bound in the bottomless pit. And for that 1,000 years, there will be real peace. That is the peace we know that will come to the world. Any other peace that they are promising now will just be very transient. It will not be long-lasting. And by the way, it's going to be very deceptive. Because by peace, it shall destroy many. We promise people peace, 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 and prosperity. But in the midst of Daniel's 70th week, which is a prophetic week of last seven years, and when the Antichrist rises and makes covenant with Israel, in the midst of that week, in the middle, he will break the covenant. Then we go into the temple and say, I am God. I want worship. That's the old Lucifer. We saw him way back before Adam was created. We saw him in Genesis 11. You know? And then we also saw him you know, trying to tempt the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the same devil. He'll be the one who will control the world economy. One world government, one world religion, one world financial system under the control of one man. That is dictatorship. Yes, that is what the world is clamoring for. Not long ago, in June, I think it was 27th, there were Satanists, there were Luciferians, there were people who belonged to a court, of Luciferian court. They, they marched, they demonstrated, and said they wanted the new world, world order. How many people heard that? Did you hear about it? Raise up your hand if you heard about it. Wow. And this is a most prophetic generation. We ought to be watching the news and know what is happening. Well, that one happened in America. And they have planned another one for this month again. They want to insist 
that the new world order should come. New one world order goes with one world religion. How many people have also heard that some Pentecostals they have gone back to their mother church and they agree with them to form a new one world religion? How many people have heard that? Raise up your hand. Oh, I'm almost weeping. Means we are not watching. And Jesus said we should watch and pray. Watch the news. Watch what is happening. Oh, there are some people who are so apathy. Uh, you know, they have a party for news. Say, oh, it troubles me. I don't want to listen to you. Whom are you to blame when you are taken unexpectedly, when these things come up like that? You need to know. The sons of Issachar, they knew and had understanding of the times. And that's what Ezali was doing. And was telling us, look, there is need to wake up. There is need to be alert. Like Jesus said in Luke chapter 21, verse 36, we should watch and pray so that we'll be able to escape. You don't even know what you want to escape. Escape the great relation. We talk about COVID-19. It's very minor to other kinds of play that will come during the great tribulation. God will allow them to be released at that time. But this is just a, a, a warm-up exercise, so to say. And it's a time for us to get ready because these are bad pains. God wants to bring forth the bride unto maturity and rapture the bride. Satan wants to quickly grab power and say, I want worship. I want to be worshipped. That's what is happening. So any, any group that is not conforming is joining the one world religion now, wherein Christians, Muslims, you know, witches, wizards, and all kinds of religion, you can tell, Hinduism, Buddhism, and all the other isms, they will come together and say, we are all one. So what they say by one world religion is that we are all one. We have the same God. God created of all. We are all children of God. Is that true? John chapter 1 verse 12 says, as many have received him, he gave them power to become sons of God. So you don't all, you are not all children of God just because God created all of us. You become a child of God when you are born again. When God becomes your heavenly father, that's when you become a child of God. So if you, if you deceitfully tell somebody, you are my brother, you are my brother, when the person is not in Christ and you are in Christ, you know, there's some compromise there. There's light and darkness cannot meet. You are in the light. God has translated you and delivered you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Spiritually, we are in God's kingdom now. We are ruling and we are controlling. Because certain people who have died through prayers, they have been released. We are ruling. But it's not yet time for the new, for what the Bible says. It says, new heavens and new earth. Neither is it millennium yet. But as we are in this kingdom spiritually, we should enforce you know, our rise and tell Satan not to go to any extent as we desire. Praise the Lord. We know about the Antichrist. He will be the one. Let's read Revelation 13, 16 to 17. The man of sin. What he's going to do. 
He's not going to be a friend after all. At first, he pretends to be one. But later on, when he reveals his true color, no people will know that this man is not friendly and that he's out to destroy life spiritually and physically. So, Revelation 13. And power, and he had power. He's talking about the beast, and that beast refers to the Antichrist too. Will soon arise. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and born to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Verse 17. And that no man, no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that had understanding count the number of the beast and the number of a man, and his number is six hundred six score and six. That's six is six. A lot of revelation have been made about the ROFID, uh, FID, that is the microchip that they are planning to implant into human bodies in the very two positions that the Bible has said, either their right hand or their forehead. Some people are taking digital mass already. But whether it's the mark of the beast, no, is the Antichrist here yet? No. But when he arises, he's going to make it compulsory. Presently now, it's uh, voluntary if you like. You know, it's more convenient and people are excited about it. You know, you don't have to carry cars. All this car, they can get lost and all that. They have so many reasons they are due for it. For introducing the microchip. Well, for your information, that is exactly what the Antichrist will use. And he will now make it compulsory. Without that one, no commerce. Without that one, no schooling. Without that one, no going to shop. Without that one, no flying to New York or wherever. You can't move. You can't do anything. In fact, you will be labeled as an enemy. You will be labeled as a terrorist if you refuse to take that mark. It's as serious as that. And time is almost at hand, and they are clamoring for the new world, one world order. And we don't know the implication of this. Well, that is why we're talking about it today. Praise the Lord. So that nobody will be deceived. Someone say, that's a good idea. When the world is full of chaos and somebody is coming and is actually providing sor solution. That's a good idea. It's not a good idea to the Christian. To so those who are enlightened in the word of God. Because this is the man of sin that will come in deceitfully through peace. Peaceful overtures. But later on, he will demand worship. So, to be for one is to be for armed. And those that take the mark of the beast. Somebody will say, uh -huh. if it's because so compulsory to take the mark, why would we not take it? Why would we not ever not take it? Because we have to obey the government. You have to obey the law of the land. Well, for your information, Revelation 14, 9 to 10, tells us, you can read it on your own, Revelation 14, 9 to 10, that anyone who takes that mark cannot repent. 
It's not that, oh, let me betray Jesus today. Tomorrow I will repent. No. You cannot repent. Read it yourself. I want you to read it yourself. Revelation 14, 9 to 10. So it's not, it, it's not something you need to try. After three and a half years, the Antichrist will be judged with the false prophet and cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 19, verse 20. This, is, this judgment will be the, at the second advent of Christ, when Christ comes with heavenly hosts and the raptured bride. That's Revelation 19, 13 to 14. The translated sense along with the heavenly army will come with Jesus to judge the Antichrist system. But some Christians are going into the Antichrist system now. That's the cruise of the matter. Because they don't know, or because of popularity, or pride of life, or because they are afraid of persecution. In fact, if you don't join them now, if you can't beat them, why not join them? Otherwise, you'll be persecuted. Certainly, there'll be persecution. But thank God, those who are ready at Jesus coming, they will go in the first flight, that's the translation. The other Christians will be left behind. We don't want to be among those who will be left behind. Because there are some people who will discover during the great relation. Oh, had I known. They were saying it. They were always talking about this rapture translation of a thing. I didn't care less. I thought it was a joke. But they will have found out that it's too late at that time. And they cannot get out of it. If you don't take the mark, you don't belong to the system. And you'll be sorted out. And you don't have to doubt that one with the technology that is in place today. They can get anybody anywhere. You can't hide from anybody. They know your address. Even if I don't know your address, they know your address. The Antichrist will know the address, where you live, where you spend your day and everything. So there's no hiding place. Say, I will hide, I will hide. There's no hiding place that day. So this is the time to prepare. Amen? Let's talk about this Antichrist compared to Jesus Christ, the Savior. Jesus Christ himself is the Son of God. That's God himself come down. And by the way, Son of God means God in the flesh. Praise the Lord. I'm the son of Agamemnon. Agamemnon is my father. It's not in that sense. This son of God means God in the flesh. And that's what Isaiah chapter 6, 9 verse 6 says. That, that Jesus Christ, the almighty God, the almighty God, the mighty God. Amen? Yes, that was a prophecy before Jesus Christ came. We know that Jesus Christ is God. But this antichrist, this counterfeit of a person, of a man, he will claim that he is God. One thing is to be God, another one is to claim to be God. Jesus Christ is the Son of God and is God Himself. The Antichrist will claim that he is God. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. Jesus, the Son of God, came from heaven. John chapter 6, verse 38. But this Antichrist spirit. We come from hell. Revelation 11 verse 7. Jesus Christ came in the Father's name. 
John chapter 5, verse 43. But the Antichrist will come in his own name. Well, under the inspiration of the dragon, the devil, Lucifer. Jesus Christ was humble and he humbled himself. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. But the Antichrist will exalt himself. We lift up himself. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. Jesus Christ, we know him as the good shepherd. John chapter 10, verse 11. But the Antichrist that will arise will be the evil shepherd. Zechariah chapter 11, 16 to 17. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. But the Antichrist will be lie, will be the lie himself. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Death could not hold him down. I remember the priest they were singing that. Death could not hold him bound. Jesus Christ rose after three days. Satan in the Antichrist will try to fake the resurrection. They say, oh, because power was given to do mighty signs and wonders so that he will have a deadly wound. That is fatal one that will take him as if he's dead. But somehow, through the false prophet, the guy will come up again. He said, this man, he has power. He has power. Mighty signs and wonders will be wrought. So people will be deceived again because of that. But it shall not be for us to be deceived in Jesus' name. What is happening now, the Holy Spirit is restraining the full rising of the Antichrist. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 7 to 9, I just read there. For the mystery of iniquity, that's talking about the Antichrist, doth already work. Only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. That's the Antichrist. Who is restraining? Some theologians believe that the church is the one restraining the church, ecclesia, they call that one. They are the one, so long as they are still here, you know, uh, the, the evil one cannot fully reveal himself. That is correct in a way. The other viewpoint is that it's the Holy Spirit who is in the church anyway. The Holy Spirit in the church is the one who restrains. But when he's taken out of the way, when the rapture takes place, and the Holy Spirit is no longer, you know, manifesting as he is now. Then darkness will just overcome the earth. The Antichrist will fully arise at that time. So the Holy Spirit is the restrainer. And by the way, those who are joining the false one world religion, they are being deceived. If you know anybody, any pastor, any bishop, who is already selling to that system, want them in love and pray for them to come out if it's possible now. 
Because by the time they, are, they take the mark of the beast, they can no longer repent. So they think, oh, it's going to be for world peace. So that everybody will be living in peace. Like I told you, remember the two agendas. God has his own agenda. Even before the new heaven and the new earth, there's going to be the millennial reign of Christ. A reign of peace because the devil will not be there. The devil will be bound and locked up in the bottomless pit. So that's why there will be peace, real peace at that time. But that will be after the great tribulation. But meanwhile, we have the peace of God because we are in the spiritual kingdom. Amen. The peace of God, our passive understanding, shall be your portion continually in Jesus' name. What do we do now? Now that we know that, oh, there's gang up. You know, there are people selling themselves into this one world religion. Actually, in the Matthew chapter 13, verse 30, you know, the parable of the sower, we have a glimpse of what is happening now. A man went out to sow good seed. In the night, an enemy came and sowed weed. Bad crops, so to say. And then the servant noticed. Say, oh God, last time we went out to plant great good seed, wheat. But I can see some weeds, weeds growing alongside. How come? Where do they come from? And by the way, can't we go and clear them up now, root them up? Let's root them up so that the real wheat will have proper nutrition. The father said, no. The husband man said, no, don't do that. In an attempt to, to get out the weed, you might also get out the real wheat. So wait, be patient until the end of the age. Are we not coming to the end of the age now? The angels will do the separation. First of all, the tears will be bound up. The tears, that's the weed, the weed. W-E-E-D. The one that were not planted. They'll be bound up, you know, to be burned. Then, the real wheat will be taken to the barn for storage. That's what's going to happen at the end of the age. And we are at the end of the age now. And angelic ministries are doing their job. The separation has started already. Not that we'll start. It has started so for people not to be so trapped, we are free to preach a sermon, uh, the, the spider web. The spider web. He said, look, when an incest approached the, 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 the spider web, the web that a spider uh, weaves, you know, doesn't know that there is danger. We just go in and be enjoying, you know, going through all the strings of the, of the spider web. But later on, the spider will release poison. And poison them right there. And there will be a glue that will glue them. They can't get out. The, I mean, the insect cannot get out at that time. Then it will be too late. Then they will be taken and eaten up. That's what it means. They will die in the process. That's what it happens spiritually. Now some people are going to this city not knowing that is. The counterfeit of the unity of Christ. When Christ prayed for the unity of the church, he did not pray that all witches and wizards and Christians would come together and have a common fellowship. No, he did not say so. There was a man of God in Nigeria who, when the witches wanted to hold a, me a meeting in Benin City, he said, No, it can't happen. 
You say it cannot happen. Why? Is it because I'm a child of God and I say it cannot happen, it will not happen. Did the meeting hold? No. It did not really happen. But today people are going to meet with witches to say we are all one. The Bible says, what agreement has light with darkness? 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14. What agreement has light with darkness? You can read it yourself. Another scripture tells us, say warning, Revelation 18 verse 4. says, come out of her, my people, and be separate, so that you will not be partakers of our sin, and that judgment will not come upon you. Revelation 18 verse 4. That's warning to us now at this time. Those who have already joined, and those who are contemplating to join, we are, we are admonished to come out so that we will not partake of our sin. There are going to be judgment for the Antichrist system. The mystery Babylon religion is going to be made up of all false counterfeit religions. All religions you can think of. Hundreds and possibly thousands of them. They are going to be bundled up together. We shall not be part of that. There will be persecution because if you don't belong to them, they target you and say you are an enemy. But before complete pressure is brought against the bride, she is raptured. Amen. Amen. So what do you need to do? Resist the temptation to join this one world religion right now and warn people to come out. Be expectant of his return. In Hebrews chapter 9 verse 20, we are told that it's those who are expecting Lord's return that will come to. Ignore scoffers and mockers. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 3 to 13. There are scoffers in Lazarus who say, oh, if we were talking about Jesus coming, 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 we'll be hearing it. Why? Why is it not still come? These are scoffers. Ignore them. Win souls for Christ. Amen? Don't go to heaven empty-handed. Don't just be self-centered. They are me cry. I know the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Even if my brother, my sister is going to hell, it doesn't concern me. That shouldn't be your attitude. Seek to win souls so that you don't go to heaven empty-handed. I want to pray right now. Is there anybody who've heard me? So you are listening, you're watching, and you are not born again. Please bow down your head and acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the Lord of all, of all power in heaven, on earth, and other need the earth. There's no power greater than the name of Jesus. He's able to save to the uttermost. So if you don't bow down your head and say, Lord, I'm a sinner, have mercy upon me. I know you died for me. I know you rose again for me. And that you are coming back again. I surrender my life unto you. Accept me, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving me in Jesus' name. That's the first step. If you say that prayer sincerely, God understands and God hears you. So look for a Bible-believing church to fellowship with. Secondly, I want to pray for those who are still sick and hurting at this time because of COVID-19. I want to pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command total healing for those who are oppressed of this COVID-19. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ created you perfect and whole, and you are not going to leave this world with sickness. Receive your healing now in the name of Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus, you were healed 2,000 years ago. We stand upon that word and we say you are healed. Those who are depressed, those who have been bereaved as a result of this COVID-19, may the Lord comfort you. May the Lord 
have you under the cover of his wings so that no evil will come near you in the name of Jesus Christ. As many of you as have heard me, the Lord bless you and keep you and preserve you blameless, spirit, soul, and body, even unto Jesus coming. In Jesus' name, God bless your hearts. My Lord and my God, I want to thank for those who have given their tithes and offerings. Lord, they are sown to the kingdom of God. We ask, oh Lord, they get 100% reward in the name of Jesus. Lord, keep them in perfect health and peace, oh God. Father, even in this time of peril, in this perilous time, keep them safe and secure. Let the joy of the Lord fill their heart. Lord, they shall not lose any of their relations. They shall not lose any of their siblings in the name of Amen. Jesus. We decree his soul. Amen. You that gave us those wonderful testimonies this morning. Lord, you continue to do it because Jesus Christ is saved yesterday, today, and forever. Father, we seal those testimonies and we thank you, Lord, because of your divine preservation. This week, you shall go and prosper in the name of Jesus. Amen. This week, whatever you lay your hand to do shall prosper in Amen. the name of Jesus. You shall flourish like a palm tree in the name of Jesus. Amen. Through you this week, people will enter the ark of salvation in Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I decree peace and safety for every one of you. Even those who could not come today, the Lord bless and keep you and preserve you blameless, spirit, soul, and body until his coming in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So remember our usual services online. On Mondays, may have prayer, prayer line by 7 p.m. Please, if you have not enlisted, if you are not yet participating, please do welcome you there. And of course, the women, they have their prayer line on Tuesdays and also on Thursdays. Praise the Lord. To Watch out for any announcement on our forum. May the Lord bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Yes, can continue. Let's share the grace. Let's share the grace. Then you can continue after that. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. God bless GMI Church and prosper the GMI Church in Jesus' name.